Hey guys, have you been looking for a way to creatively express yourself on a professional level? Well, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. You're going to love this next part. It's free. Yep, that's right. Anchor is a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make all in one place. And my favorite part about Anchor is you can do it with friends, no matter where you are. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream Hey guys, and welcome back to another edition of The Melting Pot. I'm your host, Sly. And I'm Cardia the Dawn. And today is not just an ordinary episode. We have a special, special edition episode dedicated to Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on in the world right now and everything that has to do with our culture. How you feel about that? I have a lot of feelings about it, just like everybody else do. And of course, just like the listeners at home probably talking about a conversation with the people around you, we decided to have the conversation with the people around us. Precisely. And, you know, I just can't help but sit at home and continue to get pissed off, honestly, because of all the injustice I'm seeing. And this is not, this anybody who's Black or anybody who's a person of color, this is nothing new to us. You know, this is something we've been going through since slavery or you know being brought up in your childhood you know it just it doesn't end and i'm just sick and tired of it the question i want to propose on tonight that probably will never get answered ever when will it end sly you know honestly i had this conversation with a couple of my friends um maybe like a week ago and we just we kind of all you know it's sad to say but we kind of all agreed that we don't think that racism will ever really end you know because as long as people are being you know kids are being taught you know this by their parents if your parents have a certain view you know most likely when you grow up their views are laid upon to you and you know you grow up with the same beliefs as your parents and if your parents practice hate and are racist and they are prejudiced and you know against you know everything that I feel like should be we should be passed in 2020 uh us being you know how we're supposedly being uh evolved culture and I just feel like it'll never end as as long as hate is being preached well I couldn't answer that my, any better myself and you know we could go on and on but we do have to uh, introduce our little guest that we have on tonight that is true. I'm David. I'm out of Dallas, Texas. Um, I'm on here today to bring some information uh, that would help the Black community. Sounds great. Thank you for joining us, Dave. Thank you for having me. Hey, I'm Aziza. Um, I live in Atlanta, Georgia, actually, where a lot of stuff is going on right now. And I have so much to say about what's going on, so... And we can't wait to dig into the convo with you and digress all of this hot mess that's going on. So thank you for joining us, Aziza. I'm Mackenzie Wallace, and I'm from Ardmore, Oklahoma. Yeah, I went to a protest the other day in my hometown of Ardmore, and it was very peaceful. It was a great protest. 
We walked all across town. But before we start, um, there's something that, Dave, you wanted to share with the people? Yes. I just uh, recently launched a black social network um, for the black community called uh, blackm.com. It's basically black empowerment, but blkem.com. Um, black, uh, black, the black community, black individuals can go on there and start the discussions to help uh, provide information and build the black community. So get away from the Facebook, get away from the Twitter. We have our own social media. Let's get on there and start making it happen for the black community. Oh, so you trying to make the black Twitter. Anybody who know Curtis DeDon know he loves some Twitter. <laughs> Most definitely. And I'm I'm excited to I'm excited for you to have your, you know, your app and your platform take off and be launched cuz I feel like we definitely need more apps that are, you know, that have black creators. So, I'm really excited for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Right, and you heard it right here on the Melted Pot. So make sure you go and check out Black M, get off Facebook, get off Twitter, and let's shake some things up. So a little birdie told me that you went viral because uh, you, at the protest, you uh, went live on Facebook, correct? Yes, I did. So tell us, how many uh, viewers did you get? I think I got around 24,000 views on my live, but I think it was all local. 24 hey it don't matter if it's local that's 24,000 people that need to see the progress that's taking place right like do you get 24,000 yeah. on a regular day uh no I was actually surprised that I got more than 10 people watching it all of a sudden there was like a thousand people watching and I was like oh my gosh well being in a conservative town do you believe that the people in the city of Artmore took that well or were there you know a couple of outliers that tried to put a into the protest well you see there there were a bunch of people that supported the protest and that were like i I was shocked that they supported it because like you know i live in such a conservative area but um there are also people that were making up rumors about the protest and lying saying that there was a mob on the main street in town and that they were headed towards oncoming traffic and they were just making it sound like we were being dangerous, like we were being violent or dangerous. Yeah, and that's not even just at, you know, your town, but if you've been paying attention, that's happening a lot on the news, you know. Yeah. Whether it is a few black people, you know, um, joining in on some of the looting or the rioting or the, you know, the more violent, like, approaches to the, the movement that we're trying to uh, establish, you know, some of those people are people who, you know, aren't black. You know, yeah. there's white people out there doing the same thing. But, you know, in the media, they tend to leave that information out. Do you identify that that is a problem? Like, have you noticed that um, watching the news or social media or anything like that? I have definitely noticed that. Like, they only show, like, the bad things that are happening. They're not showing the peaceful protesters who are getting tear gassed that are sitting there being peaceful, walking arms and just protesting. Like they're not being violent towards cops. Like they're not showing that part. They're just showing all the bad stuff in the media. And why do you think that they are doing that in your own opinion? I feel like they're still trying to oppress black people. Like they're trying to make black people out to be thugs and stuff like that, which is horrible. 
So I'm pretty sure everyone has heard of the George Floyd uh, murder. And with everything coming out with the autopsy, there apparently are two versions of an autopsy. One, you know, that was that was given by the family and then one from, I guess, police reports or whoever's in charge of all of that. But regardless of there being two separate reports, both of them have the same result that George Floyd died due to lack of uh, blood flow because an officer stood on this man's neck for eight, what, eight, nine minutes? Yep. Regardless of what he was doing in the store about force checks or check balancing, apprehended in handcuffs, he was already detained. It was no reason for this cop and, you know, the other cop who was an Asian, uh, Asian male, to sit and do nothing and watch, you know, this man basically die in front of our eyes. The problem that I have with that is it was caught on, it was caught on camera. They don't know what's going on. It has to be autopsy. You seen it. I seen it. It was black and white to me. It wasn't no, nothing. We have to guess how did he die. And another problem that I have is there's people standing there while this is happening. So you mean tell me four people can't knock this little bitty police officer over? Four, five, seven. Like that's that's what behooves me. When some of this stuff goes around, I sometimes want to blame the people as well because you sitting here. Now, when it comes to like, okay, one, the cop with a gun and somebody else. Now, I ain't gonna say jump in front of a bullet for nobody you don't know, but he had a, just a little neck, so somebody could have hit him. So that's the problem that I have. One thing, one thing I I've learned. I, I used to be in the military, uh, the Coast Guard, so. I um, I went to training, use of force training, and all that. And and on a people's perspective, I think conditioning has has one thing to play on it. And if we get past that conditioning, I think we will be able to do something about it. So the next time something like that happens, we'll be able to do something about it instead of standing there and watching innocent uh, life get taken away. I just feel like when it came out. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but they were saying at first that he died. He didn't die because the cop's knee was on his neck. They were saying he died because he had some type of disease or he take pills or something. It had something to do with the pills and he lost sense of oxygen. And that's the way he died. And his family had to hire a private investigator to do another autopsy for them to find out that he actually did die from the cop me being on his neck but we all seen like it was on video exactly so that's the problem that i have like we we let the media just sit here and lie and say oh it was a condition like you said we've all heard that he had a quote-unquote condition but i mean ray charles can see that this man suffocated to death it, it doesn't take no no medical doctor to tell us that we seen it it's it has been played over and over, especially on my Twitter timeline, on my Facebook timeline, probably on Instagram if I get on it enough. So I don't need nobody to tell me this is what it was when I see And that's the problem. Everything on the news, like Donald Trump say, it's fake news because it's not it's not the case. But I'm going to leave that alone because that's a whole nother can of worms on its own. But like I said, there you can't tell me one thing, but this footage, which was taken live, it's saying something totally different. It wasn't no edited footage. It was what we seen is what happened. And how many more people have to die before we actually get to where we need to be? Like the whole system need to be reworked. 
people need to be taken out of office, but what does it take? That's why we got to vote. You know, elections is happening, what, this week, next week, upcoming weeks for most most cities. We got to vote. But if, even, even if we vote, um, who controls the vote, right? You, you got to look at the, the people who control the vote. And the people who control the vote are the gatekeepers, people other than black. They're the ones that control the vote. So um, we can vote, but then we got to we gotta think about the next step, the controlling of the vote. I feel like a lot of people don't vote because they don't really know what they're voting for. And everybody voting for these people, but we don't know what these people stand for. Because once they get in office, things don't change. They just get worse. I also feel mm-hmm. like people don't vote because they feel like, what's the point? My vote doesn't matter. Because honestly, there is no way the president that we have is a president that really truly won. Right. There's just no way. That is true. Just by his uh, character alone can tell you, like, definitely not the person that you want, you know. Um, but people are looking at that. Uh, a lot of white supremacists, a lot of um, people who, who practice racism, they don't care. Um, they want to see black people burn. They want to see black people die. And I want to know for for what? Like, what's the what's the real reason that you hate? black people there's honestly there's 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 no there's no reason because they're people that are so bent up and out of shape about black people they're so worried about what we're doing and we're going to be honest and for real here at the melted pot black people don't care about nothing that y'all got going on we don't care about nothing that y'all are doing but y'all so worried about our lips and our hair and our skin tone and how we dress and how we walk and how we talk. We can't help that y'all got little bitty lips. We can't help that y'all sweat heavy. We can't help that y'all are how y'all are. But y'all are just so worried about every little piece of our DNA. For why? And, and then the crazy part is you want to say that we're too dark. But then you want to go walk around looking like an orange pumpkin. Because you just spray tanned yourself. <laughs> you want to walk around and get a frontal wig and like a whole hot ass mess. Like, I don't get it. Y'all don't want to be us, but y'all want to dress like us and imitate us. Crazy yeah. to me. Crazy to me. Crazy. That brings me to, you know, I was going to bring up, you know, this next point. You know, it's like. Okay, I've been real active on social media. I've been just trying to, you know, I just been peeping, you know, silence is heavy. And with that being said, a lot of, you know, y'all quote unquote favorite influencers and celebrities, some some of color, some not, you know, have spent the last decade cultural appropriating our culture. And, you know, they're real silent right now. You know, but they use, like you were saying, our hairstyles, our language, our skin tone, you know. You know, they try and look like us, and it's cute, you know, for them. But, you know, when it comes to our freedom and this is our everyday lives, we don't want to speak up on that. We just want to use, use, take, take, take from black culture. Mm, smell pretty kardashian up in here. <laughs> and that's just that on that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it is what it is, right? We I know, mean, we know. We know, we know. Kardashian, whoa, Vicky, pretty quiet. And then the part that behooves me, you got these little corny coons like Desi Banks who want to say all this. <laughs> but the thing is, Desi, you not that funny. 
so you should have stayed in the lane. So now I'm gonna have to get on you. I'm gonna have to get on you because you didn't mind your business that was paying you. Right. You wanna you wanna jump into politics, but you wasn't even doing well in the lane that you're in. But that's neither here nor there. And then you got B Simone. She wanna be coonish and she ain't funny either. Then you got Tokyo Jets, which honestly, half the world forgot about you. Cancel. Cancel. It's crazy. Y'all just twenty twenty has been a movie. They didn't say what kind of movie, right. but it's been a movie. Well, looking like a horror movie to me. Horror movie, right. You got you got a president that's so cowardly, he want to cut the lights off in the White House and hide in the bunker. Obama would never. <laughs> he would have wrote that guy out. Because had Obama would have did that, y'all would, y'all would never even show the protests on CNN. It would have just been the White House for 24 hours with the lights out. Just like y'all was so adamant and riled up that he wore a tan suit in the summertime. That ain't even news. That's nothing to report. <laughs> it's coonish. Like, I don't have no crazy. Bewilders me. Nutty. Like, give me some more adjectives. Like, I'm done. <laughs> it don't matter. Coonish. Coon activity. It's crazy. Like, y'all are so. And then, but one thing I will say, I will say, because I know I'm going on a little a rant, but that's what this episode's about. It's my voice. I'm using, I'm using my amendment, and it's my show. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I don't want nobody to feel like I'm just talking to all white people because I know that not all white people are the problem. There are some white people that are on that line protesting right now with the black people. Some people, some white people was protesting 60 years ago, and they're still protesting today. So I'm only talking to the ones that are not being part of the solution. I'm talking to the ones that's causing the problem. That, that feels like 16-year-olds want to get on TikTok and want to tell us to go back to where we came from when, first of all, this is not in your conversation. And why are you talking? And this TikToker know who I'm talking about. If you're going to talk, make sure your teeth are not browner than your face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just that on that. You're going to tell somebody to go back to Cambridge and you go back to your dentist and slap them for playing with you like that. <laughs> Then slap your mama for creating you. Just want to be coonish. You're already crazy. Oh, she should have got COVID. And I said that. You ain't even got no reason to hate. You 16. What you know about hate? That's something that you heard at your home. Mm-hmm. That is true. Because that racism is, is not learned, it's taught. Mm-hmm. And when the mind is young, it's easy to grasp all those, you know, racist elements. So that's why. I'd, the white parents, the white people are teaching their kids young so they can, they can soak that, that, that information up. And when they get older, they continue to be racist and even worse. Right. And there's honestly just no reason to just, at a time like this with, with COVID going around, we got to worry about people want to hate at a time that you should be showing love for one another. It's crazy to me. And it's something I don't understand. It's something I don't understand when... You went to the police academy. They didn't teach you obsessive force. This not this not a country based on where we have to have that type of police treatment. So I don't understand what's the purpose of it. And as we know, things like this take time. Cases being, you know, uh, taken to court and going through the trial. But I just want to, you know, I feel like if we think things are bad now, with the looting, the rioting, or the peaceful protesting, because they all three separate things is going on at the same time. 
I just want to say that I feel like it's going to be much worse if the cops are not found guilty. You know, because we have Breonna Taylor's murderer still free. Sandra, Bl Sandra Bland's murderer still free. Pamela Turner's murderer still free. Deborah Danner, you know, right. Like George Zimmerman, right. He didn't get convicted. Like, you, it's ridiculous. When is it going to end? When are we going to start seeing some damn justice? And you know what? We failed the moment. We, and this is this going to go for a dark turn here. The moment we just let George Zimmerman continue to walk around Florida like nothing happened amongst mm -hmm. those people, that's where we failed. Because somebody should have took him out. Mm -hmm. I don't condone violence, but at this point, people are free game. You murder, get murdered back at this point. Right, I wouldn't blink an eye, wouldn't think twice about it. Wouldn't think twice about it. Nope. So the people, the people of Florida, which sounds about right, sounds about Florida, they failed when they just let him continue to walk around their Walmart on a daily basis. Because I don't know how I could sit in the same area with somebody I know who kills a, a child that had, had nothing but Skittles and what, an Arizona? Mm -hmm. And as a person, I don't know how he sleeps at night. How any of these guys sleep at night. But it takes a cold-hearted person to just kill somebody in daylight and not and, and not feel nothing about it at night. But see, daily, this is becoming more than just a protest and the police officers being there just to, you know, make sure you don't get violent. It's become more of a dictatorship and on some martial law type stuff. Like It I really is. I don't believe we were built on the premises of you can have a protest up until 8 o'clock. Exactly. That's not what this nation was built on. It was built on. We should be able to, if we wanted to talk all day and all night, that's our prerogative. I mean, even in the um, in the Senate and the House, I don't know which one, or maybe both, if they don't like an issue on the floor, you can literally come up there and talk all night before the issue gets passed, and it's called a filibuster. And I don't see no police officers shutting that down at 8.30, 8 o'clock. Yeah. So why are we shutting down a cause that really is so was so simple now you got the whole world on the issue people love to say you know obama never did this obama never did that and that's not um that's not what this show is about to say what he did or didn't do but honestly i think we as a whole can say can't name not one thing trump has done other than cause a hot a hot mess yeah he can't even build a wall that was the whole you you read your whole campaign on building the wall ain't even ain't even get a piece of the wall built a corner ain't even got a hammer or a nail from home depot so it's like what have you done but sit from some gold toilet you put up in the white house and tweet it you wasted our time you wasted our money uh going on golf trips on our dime People of Flint, Michigan can't get no water, but you're going to look off trip that we're paying for. It's been like, what, seven years, eight years since Flint had water? So They should have water by now. Exactly. Exactly. Why don't they have water? And, I mean, for the people who was really struggling and they got that little stimulus checks, that's cool. I'm glad you were able to, uh, you know, get you some crab legs and your nails done on, on Trump's dime. But where that money came from, but y'all can't fix a water pipe. Right. That's true. I mean, and then y'all pulled it out quick too. It was it was nothing to pull it out. But you got people begging for water, and I I, I keep saying that because 
I want people to understand how messed up this country is. You can go give, and I understand, you know, it was a good political move. You know, people was following unemployment and I'm not knocking what it did. However, just as bad as y'all pulled out this money for this, you should have pulled out the money for them water pipes or at least create a GoFundMe. I just think it's too much power. You know, you know, power is a strong resource, a strong tool. And if it's not used correctly, it can become corrupt. And that we know because it's happening before, before our eyes. We've seen it happen in the past and it's still happening now. At what point are we going to stop the cycle? You know, these, I feel like this may be a bold statement, but this is the melt pot and we tell it like it is. I feel like these people are playing God out here. You know, it's like, who gave them the right? Who made, who died and made them God? Who gave them the right to decide who lives and who dies? You know, and then with the power, it, it entitles them more. So they're more quick. They're more apt to go, you know, to reach for their holster, pull out their gun, aim at a black person, you know? For simple stuff, speeding, selling cigarettes, lottery tickets, selling CDs, you know, driving, just breathing while black. It doesn't matter. You know, power power is just, it's a, it's a dangerous thing. And somebody, you know, I have an old friend and we had an interesting conversation the other day and it kind of opened my eyes because she, she she gave she brought a point to light that I never really thought about and she said that black on black crime is a myth so you know I thought about it and I was just like what is, you know what is she talking about I was like I was just thinking that she was crazy absurd like so you tell me if a, a black person you know shoots another black person that's not black on black crime per se but what she's really talking about after we had a conversation and she opened my eyes, she's saying that the term black on crime should not exist and it doesn't exist. For example, if a white person shoots a white person, people don't refer to it as white on white crime, it's just crime. And for another example, you know, if a Mexican person shoots another Mexican person, they don't refer to it as Mexican on Mexican crime. It, it, these things just don't exist. So why the hell does it exist for black people? Black on black crime. You know, the media is always, you know, that's the saying they always go to, you know, a saying they always push, promote when referring to just regular crimes. All races commit exactly. crimes. There is no black on black crime. So in that, in that sense, yeah, black on black crime is a myth. And, you know, it really opened my eyes. And I'm glad that we got to have that conversation because I truly never thought about it. And I wanted to share that here on the podcast. And it also brings me to the fact that I did, a you know, a little bit of researching with statistics and everything. And, you know, people are always quick to bring up that, you know, bring up the, the statistics that there are more whites being killed by cops than black people. But think about it. White people make up 60, what, 60, 70% of the U.S. And black people make up, what, about 13 or 14%. That's a huge significance and difference. To have almost the same number of white and black people being killed, blacks are being killed five times more than white people. And that says a lot. 
for white people to make up 60 to 70 percent of the U.S. and blacks are coming in at about 13, 14 percent. Yeah. You know, that's five times more. That is a huge significance. So when they bring up those BS statistics, I just want to tell people to shove it. But instead of that, I'm just going to tell y'all what I told y'all here, what I just said, because that's that's fact that you can't ignore. Yeah. And y'all are, you know, the crimes are still being committed. Y'all have more people. Y'all are the majority. And that's why we are called minorities. But yet, we're still dying at a much faster rate. Right? Something ain't adding up here. <laughs> Something ain't adding up. Exactly. It, it, right. It's, it's truly unjust. And that's just one of the, the one of the reasons that, you know, we're going as hard as we are right now because yeah. we're just tired. You know? It doesn't stop with George Floyd. And I want the, the young people to know that are growing up and looking at all of this, know that we are not our people are not thugs. Our people are, there's some great successful people that, and we need to just highlight more than just Madam C.J. Walker and Martin Luther King and George Washington Carver. Like, there's there's more than that. And I feel like the, the more we deep dig deep into our history and learn our people and learn more than just um, Frederick Douglass and W.E.B. Du Bois, don't get me wrong, there's, those are some great people, but you have people like Edward Brooks and Blanche K. Bruce and Ralph Bunch and Shirley Chisholm, Beyonce, I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. there's more than just yep. Mary McLeod Bethune, which, you know, don't get me wrong, she did great when she opened up her school. And I mean, I'm not knocking these people, but we need to, I just want people to know that there's a, a diverse range of successful black people. There's a diverse range of our people. So I want to propose the question, how do y'all feel about the looting and everything? Do you think that is helping? Do you think that is just something that's just happening? Do you think is, you know, actually a positive thing or like, how do y'all feel? Well, I think it's, uh, I think it helped, right? But okay, there you have black businesses and white mm-hmm. businesses, right? I think that they shouldn't be targeting the black businesses. Keep yeah. keep that separate, right? Um, nothing was being done when when that cop murdered murdered the black individual, right? George Floyd. Nothing was being done, and as soon as the rioting starts, then they want to pick their feet up and start making things happen. So I think the rioting did help. Um, expedite that uh, that charge on that officer. So, but the rioters need to stay away from the black businesses. The black businesses is not the problem. Um, the problem is uh, white racists. The problem is racist individuals and people who are not standing up. People who are other than black that are not standing up for uh, black people like myself and others. My problem that I have, I feel like. It's one thing to protest, say what's on your mind, just like me. I know something I might be saying is a little stri- uh, extreme, but I feel like the looting is not good because it's just giving people a reason to steal. It's just giving people a reason to, they couldn't afford it on a, on a regular, so now they get to have it. And I feel like that's the, the purpose of what this is about. 
that defeats the purpose of what Martin Luther King was about. That defeats the purpose of everything Rosa Parks did. Like if if you're gonna do it, do it for what the purpose is meant for. Not just so you can look good on the ground with your Gucci sweater that you stole from Linux. Because that that's defeating the whole purpose and that's letting these people who died name go in vain. And I feel like if we're gonna do this, something's gonna come out of it, but it needs to be something good. Not no Gucci sweater, not no Dior shoes, but justice for the people who are not here. So if you're gonna loot, you shouldn't. There's another way. And that's just how I feel about it. I got one one thing to add with that. Um, the, the Martin Luther King that you brought up. Uh, also, Martin Luther King definitely stands for peaceful pro- protests as well. But if you if you look at it, he he um, he had a thought that he feared that um, integrating us with white people will be bad for us, right? So he he advocated for integration, but closer to the end of his term, he realized that hey, this this might be a bad idea. So. Um, who know, who knows, right? Maybe the looting helped. Maybe the looting is, is with not looting. I mean, maybe the destruction of property, sending the message is is a good thing to to get out there. Uh, or maybe it's not, right? We wouldn't know, right? We just gotta go with the flow and see how everything plays out. Now, make no mistake. There's nothing wrong with destroying the property on on, on the Caucasian side of town. <laughs> I can say that. I'm just talking about the people who just randomly steal it, steal. <laughs> And yeah. you know they steal it because they know they can't go to jail right now, because who know they, who knows who did it? They put on a, a little mask and just steal it. I'm talking to those people. But if you destroying stuff on their side of town to get your point across, that's something totally different. I feel like it helps, kind of, it's to a certain extent though, because just like Cartier said, it's a lot of people who's taking it and stealing. Like that's not what it's for. But a lot of people are looting. They starting to loot because they're angry. And right now is the right time to let it out. The people are mad. They have a reason to be mad. So I feel like looting is helping us with the situation because this is going to, I feel like this situation is going to be in the textbooks. Like it's going to go down in history. Right now, looting, people rioting, it's going to make a change. We got to do more than this, but it's going to change something. The system going to change somehow. And they've already been saying, stating that you know the protests that are happening now are you know worse than when Rodney King died or when um, Martin Luther King was assassinated it's just they say that this is on a different level than those two separate incidents and I think that speaks loud for itself you know we're tired black we're, we're so tired of being tired and um my grandma has a saying one day you're going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And mm-hmm. you, and that speaks for itself. Like, you know, because they were tired back then. But now, you're real tired. And this generation is tired of it because it's like, okay, we learned about this in school. And something still haven't changed. We had a man who had a, a dream. Still ain't changed. Okay, cool. We get it. Things go by. We end up having a black president. Stuff still ain't changed. So it's like, what more do we have to prove? We beat you at your own game, became president. We got a speech that uh, y'all hear around all around the world. Everybody knows that I have dream speech. Gave this man a day. 
So we he has a day. We got a black president. And what you feel about that black president, that's your own opinion. That's not what this show is about. We're not going to tell about what he did do, what he didn't do. That's another show. But the point I'm trying to make is, what more do we have to do? Do we just all got to be dead? Because then once we all die, what y'all going to do? Kill each other? So what really was the purpose? It just don't make sense to me. And you know this is a bigger than America issue when you got other countries protesting for our issues right now. You got other countries saying Black Lives Matter. And they're not just saying it because of the Black people in their country, but they're doing it in solidarity show that they support us over here. Right. It's international now. It's international. It's crazy. So this this is more than a, a Georgia issue, a Florida issue, a USA issue. This became a, a whole world issue. I feel that we need a leader because it's not it's not who's at who's at 16 whatever it is Pennsylvania Avenue we need somebody else that's gonna say you're right not only do all lives matter but apparently only white lives and rich lives matter and if you're not one of them then you could be shot dead in the street I just I really hate the term all lives matter it's a contradiction like all lives don't matter obviously because black people and other people of color are constantly you know facing death and um you know facing police brutality how how is that possible isn't black included in all all is all together we all know what the definition of all is and if you don't you should be ashamed of yourself but it's included i feel like i really hate using that term you know, I see a lot of people say all lives don't matter till black lives matter. I stand by that statement. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, it's ridiculous. It's a contradiction. People, like, people say, you know, especially, you know, the white supremacy, like, all lives matter or white lives or, you know, blue lives. And, you know, I know it's not all cops kind of getting on a different, you know, tangent over here. It's not all cops that are bad blase blase but it's you know in times like this it's really hard to identify the good ones you know and to remind you know to personally remind ourselves that it's not all cops just like not every black person is a thug you know not every black person a threat you know you know you have we all we all know it school shooters are mostly white you know and they get off easy oh yeah mental issues Mental right, issues. Right. I'm so sick of that. Yeah, y'all are mental. Downright crazy. Right. Mental issues. Y'all love that mental issues. When it's a white person. We're treated like we're crazy. You know, we getting tackled for, you know, maybe something, a smaller crime. Shooting up churches and stuff. That We not doing that shooting up schools. We not doing none of that. What, they get a pat on the back, slap on the wrist, you know. Mental issues. Man. mental issues it just I just keep saying that because it's like you sound mental saying that well if they mental lock their mental self up for the rest of their life since they just so mental and anybody who got sense enough to go to a, a black church or any church and shoot it down can't be that mental your written dosage can't be that off because if you that often, you should never walk the streets to begin with. And we need to lock up your, your, your therapist, your psychiatrist, and your doctor for letting you be okay when they ran all these tests for nothing. 
and give you the green light to walk around town. And you know, 45 in my household, we refer to the man in that office as 45. He no longer has a name to us. You know, we diminish him as much as possible. But 45, you know, in that whole stunt, what was it? Yesterday, I believe, where um, they cleared out the street so he can go to the St. John's Church and he's holding up a Bible. But the Bible's upside down. You do this, you know, jokes on you. You know, his stupidity, sh- you know, continues to shed, you know, in the light. Because all, all things come to the light. All things are seen. And, you know, people are comparing his picture to Hitler. Hitler did a famous picture holding up, you know, a book as well. But it's it's ridiculous. And the fact that he had to, you know, release the tear gas and the, the rubber bullets have me on a whole different tangent. You know, bullets is still a bullet. People are getting hurt with these bullets. You know, it's not an ordinary, you know, like a blank shot or whatever. You know, they're real bullets. And, you know, rubber or not, it's the shit still hurts. So, fun fact about these little rubber bullets, you know, they're um, mainly metal covered in a thin piece of rubber. So, mm-hmm. you're really getting hit with a bullet and they just disguising it as rubber. But it's just a, right. a really, really, really thin piece of rubber. And they're meant for, you know, long ranges, not, you know, up close uh, ranges. That that will, you know, show uh, impact. And I hope whoever writes these, like Aziza said, these up-and-coming textbooks, I hope they're a person of color so they can really grab the images to show how 2020 is really moving. I get on Twitter and I see police officers holding military guns at infants. Not adults. Not criminals. Infants. So if that don't speak to what 2020 is telling you, then... I don't know what will. You got a mother holding guns and her son is holding one too. Not, you know, the son holding a little football and she holding another little child. She's holding the whole gun. So what kind of Wakanda backwoods mess is this? And it's only month six to me. We got six more to go and a whole lifetime to live if we make it. So at this point, I'm just ready to like, you know, God, just pick me up. Like, I hate it here. (laughs) They got a lot of work to do, man. (laughs) I I looked at uh, all the, you know, the celebrities that have have passed, and I really feel like, you know, maybe God then picked up who he wanted. And this, this the rest, this it, he ain't coming back. It's so simple, you know. Think about it. Trump would rather declare martial law on millions of Americans than to rightfully arrest and charge just three, what, three, four officers involved in the murder. You know? This whole... It's simple. This whole thing could have been avoided. Like, a whole... This whole thing could have been shut down days ago. Months ago. And the fact that don't sit with me, what was his name? Ahmad? Ahmad Arbery? Yes. Had a video not a surface we would have never even known right or wrong and that's the good thing about you know i can say about you know more people having phones and you know you know more people recording these you know incidents and you know i feel like because a lot of this stuff 
and a lot of it still goes unseen but i think we're you know becoming more exposed to and we have those research where we can actually see this and there are discussions about you know people's like oh you need to put you know content warnings on that you know you know this type of stuff before it's sent out and you know because you know there's always people that's gonna have something to say about it but that's just guilt talking you don't want to see you don't want to face this reality because this is happening oh it's too hard for you to watch imagine being there imagine being the person right and that's all i gotta say about that i will continue to share posts i will continue to lose followers who can't handle the truth and that's fine by me exactly because one thing about me i'm pretty open-minded person you know my page my you know social media pages are pro-black pro-lgbtq pro hey if you want to you know pro-sex work (laughs) pro-choice pro-choice every you know like everything you know so you know if you against fat people fatophobic transphobic you know all lives matter people i already done talked about y'all this episode delete yourself unfollow me do what you gotta do i understand i'm not affected go about your day i will go about mine period my biggest question i want to propose tonight is does what's happening in this country scare you it scares me mm. i ain't gonna lie shoot <laughs> just being of black course. you should be scared and that's not even how the world should be like i want to take it all the way back so why people even start hating black people in the first place because we pretty lit to me right and they should be <laughs> killing us so i don't understand Every time you get pulled over, I don't know if nobody else felt this feeling before, but you fear for your life just because of what you've seen on the news or what everybody else going through today. Right, you'll never know when it's going to be your turn. Exactly, and you could be getting pulled over for something so simple. Your taillight could be out. You don't even know. You end up dying that night. And it's also crazy how, and I know Barbie said this before, something like this before, but people love to be like, Go back to where you came from. But I don't know what your history book told you, but mine told me that we was forcefully brought over here. So my point being with that is if y'all didn't like us, you should have left us alone. Naked run around our own little country, minding our Bantu not business. Like we won't <laughs> I love we that. won't bothering nobody. We won't messing with again, we mind our business. And we would have been just happy, just as happy in our own land. It just behooves me. I just, I just get so behooved every time I get on Twitter and Facebook. And it's like, have you, have you, you guys um, had to just like take a little break off social media these last couple of days because it becomes so much. Mhm. Yeah, I try to reduce myself to you yeah. know maybe check it when I wake up in the morning and then don't check it again till nightfall just to see. What all conspired throughout the day, you know? Like the last couple of months, my my Twitter went from I'm having birthdays, New Year, New Me, to uh, we, me and my baby bought a house, then a few COVID posts, then now it's just like I'm looking inside a, a horror show every time I get on Twitter. I don't even see nothing good on the timeline no more. Has racism ever affected you in some type of way? It did me. Um, well, when I first came to this country and and I jo- joined the military, I didn't understand racism. 
I kind of had I have had an idea of it, but um, I didn't understand it. I mean, well, my first experience with racism uh, coming to the United States. So when I joined the military, um, I was in the Coast Guard. So end up on a ship, uh, meet a lot of different races. And my first experience with racism was when one of my coworkers, he was white. Um, uh, we were cool, and then and then I guess he thought we was we were too cool, and he eventually called me. Uh, Jigaboo, and I know I heard that word before. I heard that word before, so I know when I heard that, it didn't resonate too well with me. So we almost got in a fight. Hmm. Wow. So for those of you who don't know, and I had to look it up myself, according to dictionary, Jigaboo is a contemptuous term used to refer to a black person, um, slang extremely disparaging and offensive. Wow. So he really called you out there. Yeah, he did. Good. <laughs> And also, uh, where where are you from? For the people that don't know, uh, Trinidad and Tobago originally, born and raised. And in Trinidad, is the, the culture that we have over here right now the same over there, or y'all don't have these problems? No, we, well, so we got the major, major race in Trinidad is Indians and Blacks. Um, they got ra- we got racial tension. I never experienced it because I grew up in the more black area, black neighborhood. But there is racial tension because. When blacks came to to Trinidad, they were slaves. When Indians came to Trinidad, they were indentured servants. So they think that they're better than us because they didn't come as slaves. So there's, there's still a rift, but I, I didn't experience that full-blown racism that's here in the United States. Out of control here. Wow. Right. Well, well, welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to leave. Go back. Yeah. Leave. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, but that's the harsh truth. Welcome to America. Yeah. I'm actually looking for my exit plan because I, I don't think I can stay in. Right. Every, you know, everybody got that exit plan to Canada. <laughs> if you know, you know. Right. However, due to COVID, uh, traveling has been limited. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so it feels like a a dream to me. Like not a good dream. But a dream that I can't wake up. It feels like one of those dreams that, you know how like on movies, you got to redo every day till you get it right. I feel like I haven't got it right yet. It's not going to get right until these people get it right, but they're not going to get it right. So we're going to have to start creating our own things, man. Separating from them, creating our own, you know, have our own leaders, have our own banks, you know what I'm saying? Like just separate from these people, man. Because it's not going to change. It's not. Growing up, you know, we all learned the history of America in school. How did hearing the the history lessons and seeing stuff now, but particularly going back then, how did that make you feel growing up? Growing up, I mean, it always like I was just like I didn't understand why the world was the way it was, why our history is the way it is. And I feel like as I like went to college and I learned more and I was just like, this has been an issue since day one. Like this has always been an issue. What would some of your encouraging words or what would, you know, your speech, you know, wrapped up in like a short summary consist of? What would you, what was, what is the message that you want to push out to the people? That we are advocating for the rights of black people. Like, they have been oppressed there's police brutality it's been an issue forever and we just it can't the world cannot go on like this we can't we can't go on like this there's got to be a change some people feel that it is 
enough to not just, you know, to just not be racist, but do you think that white people have to kind of step up more? Oh yes, I think white people should definitely step up more. They have pr- they have privilege and they need to step up mm-hmm. and use that privilege to help others. One of the things that I particularly like today um, as kind of like a plan to this plan of action to this uh, movement we have going on is the Blackout Tuesday. Um, and I think there's kind of, you know, some confusion with this whole uh, with this whole blackout thing, because I think people some people are under the impression that it means to like, you know, stop completely posting and it's not that and some people you know are like we shouldn't be silenced you know we should do more than just put a black swear on your social media platform which i understand that but i feel like the original purpose of this is you know it means to stop posting personal content and strictly post helpful information and resources you know, social media is not necessarily is social media is a necessary tool that makes sure events don't go undocumented. Like we talked about earlier with, you know, recording uh, whenever you can just to be on the safe side in case, you know, shit goes sideways. But, um, you know, I personally I did the Blackout Tuesday and I I agree, you know, it's where you were blacking out to show and to you know continue to talk and there's people out protesting still right now dc you know tonight as we speak some places have curfews um atlanta you know california is endless houston you know people are still protesting as well as doing the blackout uh thing and i know that you know they wanted to keep black lives matter and blackout you know kind of different um but it's all it's all going you know towards the same goal to get justice right and again because right now i'm on a global kick um spain germany england and new zealand all standing up for this world cause because one president can't arrest three people um apparently the bet founder bob johnson calls for the u.s to pay america african americans 14 trillion dollars in slavery reparations we still looking Ooh. for our reparations, for sure. At this point, you can take that money and shove it. <laughs> I don't want it. I disagree. I, I feel like I'm, I'll speak on everybody. We'll take it and we'll put it towards black owned businesses and like, you know, apps that, you know, like Dave wants to create. We'll, we'll put money towards that, put money towards, you know, you know the homeless and any 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 community that needs our help and i just say we'll take the money because the, what they're doing with it nothing nothing that's helping us yeah but too many lives was lost for this money and at this point if we do get it which we won't is it coming from a genuine place i think that's not the issue i mean think about it. or is it hush money let's just say i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of compare this to you know the n-word we you know you, you had this negative connotation you know in its original use and form we've kind of taken it as a culture and then you know uh popular culture and music and stuff we kind of flipped it the meaning and we you know it's not really negative when we use it against you know talk to our own people you know it's like a it's like a greeting almost 
we take that and we flip the the original use and we make it something you know positive for us why can't we do that with the money okay it could be hush money could be seen as that but like i'm saying why can't we flip that and use it for our own good you know well maybe i maybe i don't want the money but maybe the family of 17 year old joshua ruffin who was murdered on april 8th in columbia south carolina by the city of columbia police they refused to release the name of the officer who killed him but released the name of a minor less than 24 hours later they refused to release body cam footage hmm. so what happened to josh so maybe his family could use the money maybe uh brianna taylor maybe her family could use the money mm-hmm. yeah because you know and it's sad because on top of the black people dying a lot of these families can't afford to bury their loved ones we always see gofundmes you know and sites like that you know trying to help raise money yeah it's nice when celebrities help out sometimes you know it, it might not happen all the time they're not obligated it's nice when they do that but it's you know no one should have to bury especially you know mother you know parents they shouldn't have to bury their children and and that's that's what it comes it comes back to education right um bringing back that wealth and education and knowledge in the black community so that we won't have to go to gofundme to get money to bury our families right Mm -hmm. we would have that finances on our own to bury our own family you know um and and that's why blackm.com is to bring people together who has skills in, in certain things that they can share it shouldn't be like that man we, we should be financially secured in order to take care of our family yes much agreed so i want to reach a point in my life where i can show them hey you you know what i'm saying i could i don't need people's money to donate i'm gonna use my own funds to donate and this is why i got blackm.com i have um a platform that i'm trying to sell uh products on that way um i can use that money to to put it back into the black community called bolaya.com so it's b-o-l-i-a-t-h.com i'm also working on another platform i know i got a lot of things going but it, it's definitely uh, for the cause i'm also working on a platform called uh dimpley.com it's it's a vendor platform for people to come on there and become vendors and sell their own products and things like that sounds well, all great much love and much respect from us here at the melting pot dave i wish you all the best luck with all your future endeavors thank you thank you right we thank you for um for joining us hope we didn't uh you know shake you up a little too bad here at the melting pot <laughs> <laughs> no no I, I was ready man I, I was ready you know this this is definitely an outlet that i i, I needed to express myself and and kind of push whatever knowledge I know. So I thank you for gi- giving me an opportunity and, and thanks for letting me hear what you guys have to say as well. Probably we just glad that you were able to come down and um, sit and eat at our table like I mentioned earlier. But before we go, I'm just going to ask you one more thing, Dave. Do you have any uh, social media? Let the people know where they can find you. So um, on Facebook, uh, you can find me at Black M, B-L-K-E-M. On Instagram, I have B-L-K underscore E-M because the BLKEM was taken. So BLK <laughs> underscore <laughs> EM. And um, yeah, that's, that, that's the only social media I have right now. We do thank you for um, joining us and coming here at the Milton Pot. Anything you want to say? Yeah, my Instagram is at Kenzie Lene. 
It's spelled K-E-N-Z-I-E-L-A-N-A-E. And then my Twitter is Ginger Kenzie. <laughs> <laughs> I made it when I was like 12. <laughs> hey, be proud of that. Y'all heard it. Go follow her. Well, thank you so much right for having me, now. guys. All right, guys. Looks like that's uh, a wrap for us. But before, you know, uh, we sign off for this episode, you know, I want to take the time, take a brief moment of silence to remember everyone whose lives have been taken due to silly acts of violence, anyone who's faced police brutality, injustice, and hatred just just because of the uh, color of your skin. So we'll take a few moments. All right. And I'll take the time now to also remember these people. Remember and say their names. George Floyd, Sean Bell, Ahmaud Arbery, Kendra James, James Perez, Dontre Hamilton, Darius Stewart, Jonathan Sanders, Mike Brown, Sandra Bland, Antonio Martin. And those are just a few names. There's many more. There are many untold stories. And there are some stories that we're not familiar with. But it's our duty to educate ourselves. Right. And while we're educating, remember to love, not hate. No matter whatever their um, skin tone is, just love on them. When they don't love on you, just love. In a time like this, it's the only thing we can do. And for those of you who are part of the problem kiss my melting pot and for those of you um at home tuning in and listen to us make sure that you follow us at the t-h-e-e real melting pot on instagram again t-h-e-e real melting pot and this is really the last time bear with us guys uh the last thing i want to say is be sure to sign some of these petitions going around on the internet uh, I know Brianna Taylor has them going around. Uh, petition for Ahmad Arbery, uh, George Floyd. Uh, you know, a lot of legislation uh, petitions. So just be sure to keep a lookout for those petitions. And yeah, you know, try and stay informed. And this has been the melting the pot. Melting pot. Not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. <laughs>